0: Well, I'm so excited about what's going on with youth. If you're joining us this morning, thank you so much for getting up at 10. I'm so thankful that you could just still be in your pajamas, uh, drinking coffee. I'm already done with my coffee, so I'm I'm into my water now to make sure I don't get a tummy ache by the end of the day. if you haven't clicked Share yet, this is an opportunity within this crisis. This is a time to mobilize. Uh, we've already adjusted through the the hiccups that are going on, all the social distancing, all that stuff. This is a time uh, to to be about a cause, and there's no cause that's greater than the cause of Christ. If you're willing, would you click "share right now on your Facebook platform? Uh, I, I think this is the time to be able to share it with other people, what's going on in your life and how Jesus can be relevant to you because he's active. And And our mission at Mission Vineyard is to welcome Jesus into all of life. So this is the time to click share. And before I get into the sermon that I have prepared for today, we had a small group that was praying for you intentionally this morning. And they felt like they were just risking into faith. God, what are you saying? Are there people out there that have specific needs? I want to say what those needs could be. For people that feel hopeless— Jesus wants to fill your heart with praise. And so thankful for the worship team this morning, for Ethan leading us and Chris putting those songs together. This is a time for our hearts to be led with praise. So for those who feel hopeless, Jesus wants to fill your hearts with praise. A person who feels the heaviness of despair. There's so much despair that we just pick up from society. It's spiritual, it's spiritual, it's emotional, and it's even physical despair that we pick up. Jesus wants you to join him in breaking through Praising His name. So God, I pray even, even now that as people are feeling despair that you would replace that despair with your love and your joy and your peace. For those that are feeling difficulty uh, in connecting with people through technology, Jesus is encouraging you to connect with his presence first. Each one of us needs capacity to be able to break through these walls of technology and being distanced from one another in different ways. We need to get that capacity from Jesus. So we're praying for you this morning, for those who are feeling difficulty in connecting with people through technology. And then someone who's just beginning to realize that God is a real presence. He's real. This after, after, uh, right after the service today, we're going to have prayer rooms available through Zoom. Uh, They're private. You can connect with people and prayer teams individually. And uh, this is a special request for anybody who's listed here for any emotional, physical, or spiritual need. At the end of the sermon, I'm going to be leading you into a time. And on the Facebook link, there'll be a, a link that you can connect to a Zoom room where you can get individual prayer from folks that are, they're ready for you. They've, they've set themselves up. They've set time aside just to pray for you. Please connect today because God, what, he's showing you already that he's real. But maybe you don't know where to go from here. And these people are going to ask, uh, they're, they're going to ask you some great questions and welcome Jesus into whatever's going on so that you can know with more confidence and have some steps forward. Well, with all that, I just want to say thank you again for joining us this morning. If you're new to Mission Vineyard, I know it's a big risk to take uh, just a few minutes aside uh, to join other people in a Facebook group and, and, and to listen in, but uh, I know that God has something for you today, no matter where you're coming from. Uh, for me, I, I, if there's anything that you could remember today, I want you to remember that life comes from the cross, and that, that life that comes from the cross, it's in Jesus, It's not from a program. It's not from religion. It's not from even uh, hanging a cross on your neck. Although those are all great things. They're limited. Life actually comes from the person of Jesus Christ. And he's alive. We believe, and every Christian around the world believes, 2.5 billion people that came from 900 uh, witnesses 2,000 years ago. Today, we believe that Jesus is alive And that life is available to you, and it's transformative, and it's generous, no matter where you're coming from. And I know that so many of you feel like, well, gosh, I I don't know, uh, you know, how is this relevant to me? But Jesus has died for you so that you could live. There's life, there's power, there's uh, all kinds of transformation available to you today. And that's what we're talking about today at Mission Vineyard. Uh, I, I want to put a Facebook question out there for you. So if you're in the feed, I want you to, to answer a question for me. And I'm going to interact with you just a little bit, as much as I can. Uh, if What is one thing that you think will be better in your life once this crisis is over? Once the social distancing is over, what's one thing in your life that you think will be better? Uh, go ahead and start putting that in the Facebook feed. I'd love to see some of your answers. Uh, uh, and I'm just going to interact with you a little bit. Uh, some of us are feeling like, oh, there's there's new rest. I don't have to go to work. Uh, there's my kids are are more chill now. But some of you are feeling more stressed. Do you want to send your kids back to school? I know Texas just got uh, the notification that school is canceled for the rest of the year. And so some of you are feeling like, well, life would be better after this crisis because my kids would have their schedules back in rhythm. But uh, you, you tell me, what would be better? Interaction with siblings. Hugs. I know I miss hugs so much. Family time. Relationships. So many great things that will be better after this crisis is over. Simplified interior life. Connecting with friends again. Habit to speaking with friends more often. So many things that we expect that would be better. But I want to tell you that no matter what is going on, no matter what you're feeling like the liabilities are in this season, there's always been liabilities (laughs) in our lives that have kept us from amazing life. Our humanity... (laughs) Our brokenness, our tiredness. Let me tell you, one of the biggest things for me that keeps me from experiencing amazing life is not getting the right amount of sleep or not getting good sleep. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm groggy, and after two, three cups of coffee, it's still not enough. We've always had liabilities in us that have kept us from becoming more like Jesus, from receiving the life that he has from us. That's never changed. And so I want to invite you that in this season, even though you're feeling the liabilities, there's still amazing life that God can give you in himself. This is the time not to wait until this crisis is over. I know we've all got hopes for that. But this is the time to recognize that he's got life for us right now. You see, there is more potential in God than we've ever realized. There's more potential in God, no matter where you're coming from. Now, you may be new to faith. You may have been in faith for a long time, maybe coming back to faith. I want to tell you, there's more potential that you don't know about. There's always more life for you in Christ. It's like this never-ending, lovely discovery of amazingness. You can hashtag that. Never-ending discovery of amazingness in God. That's available to us no matter where we are in faith. Even if you don't have a relationship with God, it's available to you. Now, one of the the best places that we see that is in uh, the story of Jesus. It's a real story. It's testified to by thousands of people. Again, 2.5 billion people that are are living this existence, the reality that Jesus has been raised from the dead that we experienced last week. They're living that reality now. It's available to you. And I want to share with you how it was first revealed. The disciples were walking with Jesus for three years. They knew him well. They touched him. They had meals with him. They hang out with him. They were best friends. More than that, he was like their mentor. It was deeper than a father's relationship. And then he died. And that disappointment just destroyed them. Any thoughts of hope and discovery and amazingness, that was just dropped. So then Jesus is raised from the dead and surprises them. And I want to share with you that surprise. I want to look in the scriptures with you. This is Luke chapter 24, starting at verse 35. It's just after after the, what, what's known as the road to Emmaus. that Jeff and Don did a great video about it last week. This is Luke chapter 24, verse 35. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them. They told their story to the disciples. I love this. They had an experience with Jesus. And the first thing they did, they went, whoa, this is big. I need to tell my story. And they told the story of Jesus. Guys, there's amazing power when you tell the story of what Jesus has done. I know people in my life that they were surprised by the presence of God. And they just started crying for no reason. You need to tell people what God has done. This is real. Jesus is actually alive. And so they told the story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking on the road. And how they had recognized him and as he was breaking bread. And just that, just as they were telling the story of Jesus, he appeared. Uh, I just want to let you know, out of all the spiritual gifts that Jesus has, uh, I want the one that I just get to appear in rooms. I just think that that'll be awesome. I want to be able to walk through rooms. This is like, this is real. I I want that one. So Jesus, as soon as possible, want that spiritual gift. I think it's going to be totally cool to just end up in Italy and just say, hello, uh, in Italian, of course. Um, So... Just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly standing them, standing with them. and when he stands there with them, as He surprises them, the first thing he says is peace. So on this journey from uh, the, the instability of the situation and all the liabilities of our humanity, the first thing that God tells us is peace. Peace. Jesus is in your space right now. He's in your home. He's he's there and the first thing he's telling you, no matter where you're coming from, no matter how bad you feel about your life, or how good you feel about your life, Jesus says, peace, peace be with you. He said, but the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. And he said, why are you frightened? He asked, why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands, look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. For some of us, we've had doubts that God has revealed himself to us in the scriptures. Maybe we've been told testimonies of what God has done in, in miracles. I know so many times people have told me what God has done. And I go, I don't know if that was really God. But God is really real. And here He is, Jesus revealing himself to the disciples. And he says, this is really me. It's really me. And he shows them. He says, touch me. Make sure that I'm not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. Jesus, right now, 2,000 years later, has a living body with bones and skin. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. And still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. I love these moments. I was talking with a pastor friend yesterday And he was telling me about how he's just enjoying the scriptures, just living in in, 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 and letting the Holy Spirit touch him in the midst of reading the scriptures, the Holy Spirit falling on him. He's coming to tears as he's telling me about it. When Jesus speaks to us, there's such an opportunity for joy and wonder, even if we're confused by what he's saying. This is the living God speaking to us. He's available to us right now. In fact, I feel like there's a couple of you that Jesus is doing this with right now. Speaking to you. And there's this joy rising up in you. And it's not normal. But the Holy Spirit's doing something. He's transforming you. Then, they, then he asked them. And so, peace. There's joy and wonder. There's bewilderment. And, and then Jesus says, do you have anything to eat? <laughs> There's an invitation, I think, here for all of us. Jesus may not be saying, hey, do you have anything to eat? But I know what he is saying is, hey, we need to talk. I know you're bewildered. I know that you're down. I know you're still confused by this whole faith thing in the midst of crisis or whatever. I know, I know that you feel like you should be better off than you are. Let's talk. Do you have anything to eat? And Jesus does this with his disciples because he's, he's loving. He's a real friend. You have to understand that Jesus is saying, hey, can we talk after? The, the disciples never thought that they would ever see Jesus again. But if they ever thought they would see Jesus again, they knew that they would have to answer for their behavior. The last time they saw Jesus, they denied him. It would be like going to a party And seeing your best friend getting beaten up. And you did nothing about it. And you left. You abandoned him to get beat up. You never thought you'd see him again. And yet all of a sudden he shows up. If my best friend showed up after I abandoned him. I'd be afraid of what he'd say to me. I'd be so scared that he'd confront me and say, why did you abandon me? But that's not what Jesus says. He invites him to be friends again. He says, can we talk? We need to talk. This has happened to you. This has happened to me. We need to talk about it. And Jesus is giving an invitation to you today. Can we talk? There's stuff going on inside of you. There's stuff that you think that I don't know about, that I know about. Let's talk. Can we have something to eat? Let's chat. And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it right in front of them and as they watched. And then he said, hey, when I was with you before, I told you all this was going to happen. I know what's going on in your life. I'm not surprised by any of it. I know you feel ashamed. I know you have doubt. Don't be afraid. I told you that everything written about me and the law of Moses and the prophets, this all had to happen In order for the Psalms, it all had to be fulfilled. My life came into being, Jesus is saying, so that your life could be fulfilled. I needed to die so that you could live. Then he opened their minds to understand all the scriptures. And he said, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer. The Savior would suffer. The one that's to save you would die for you, would humble himself for you. He would suffer and die, but he would rise from the dead on the third day. It's also written that the message would be proclaimed in the authority of Jesus' name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. And here's the message that will be proclaimed through all of your shame, through all of your guilt, through all of your doubt, through all of your insecurity. Jesus said, I've died for you so that you could receive salvation. You see, God has a relationship that he wants for us that comes from his power and is done in his name. And it begins with our repentance, which is just being willing to talk with him. When he says, hey, we need to talk, we go, okay, Jesus. And he tells us all that's wrong. He says, I know that you're losing hope. I know that you've lost your energy. I know you don't have any capacity for your kids, or your family, or your friends anymore. I know that you're losing hope. I want you to turn to me now. I want you to turn from that as your primary focus. And I want you to turn to me, Jesus says. And as you turn to me, Jesus says, I want to forgive you. I want to wipe every single piece of weight that, that is weighing on you, that's keeping you from your purpose and your life. I wanna take every single piece of that and I wanna cut the strings off so that you are free, so that you are alive, so you're made new, so you're given purpose, so you're empowered. And that comes from forgiveness. That's his message. He says, I know that you are doubting me, I know that you abandoned me as I was being destroyed. It all happens so that I could give you new life. This new life comes freely to you. It comes freely by just entering into that conversation with Jesus and saying, all right, Jesus, all right, let's talk. I'll let you see all that I have. I'll give you my life with all of its weight and you give me yours. And when Jesus gives us his life, it comes with power. You see, he's risen from the dead. He said, there's forgiveness of sins for all who repent. And the disciples now, as they're forgiven, as their abandonment is laid down, as all their weight is laid down, they become witnesses, testifying, personal experience of freedom. Personal experience of all the weights being dropped off. And then he gives them a promise. He says, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. I'll send my Holy Spirit just as my father promised. No matter what you've done, I will send my Holy Spirit to those who have repented and are willing to have a conversation with me and be forgiven. But Stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes. Don't think that you can do anything anything without the power of God through the Holy Spirit. Don't think that transformation can happen on your own. Don't leave from this place thinking, okay, I'm free. Now I'm going to grit and bear it and make sure I have a good life. No, wait, wait, wait for the Holy Spirit to give you the power that you need in order to have real life. See, life from the cross comes In Jesus Christ, not in us. It's in the power of Jesus. It's through the Holy Spirit. And it's power, Jesus says, from heaven. Remember we were talking about, we were praying before, on earth as it is in heaven. You see, this, this life that we're having, that Jesus wants us to have, It's it's not natural and it's not supernatural. It's both. It's naturally supernatural. The expectation of life from the cross is that spiritual things and human things are all wrapped up. And that's what gives power to life. Not that we transcend over the problems of our life. Not that we escape our our, 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 our lack of hope or or our weaknesses or our tiredness. We don't say, no, by my own grit, I get away from that. No. Jesus says, wait. Wait. Receive my Holy Spirit because it's power from heaven to earth. And that power from heaven through the Holy Spirit to earth makes this amazing dynamic duo united. We get forgiven of our sin. The Holy Spirit comes in and makes us a powerhouse. Not to just do spiritual things, but to do human earthly things with power from heaven. Making dinner with power from heaven. (laughs) Experiencing loneliness, but with power from heaven. Driving to the grocery store with a mask on, with power from heaven. Going to work, loving our families, watching TV, (laughs) with power from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him, and they returned to Jerusalem filled with joy. And they spent all their time in the temple, praising God. Those words from this morning are for you. You see, sometimes we don't realize what God's done for us, and so we don't praise him. We we lay into our weaknesses and. Or disillusionment, but God's inviting us to praise. When we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we get to change our expectations for what God has done in our lives. We get whole, we get whole when we let God set the expectations of our lives. When we let God set the expectations of our potential. There is potential. In you, no matter where you're coming from. There are promises that God wants to accomplish in your life. There is power from heaven. And God wants to do something in your life that's really powerful. But I've got a Facebook question for you. So on Facebook, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident? I want to see. Just be vulnerable with me for a moment. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that God is going to accomplish this, this thing, that this, this, what he would promise to do in your life? How confident are you? Just start, start putting a, a scale of 1 to 10. Where is your confidence level right now? Because each of us are coming from a different place. Just be vulnerable. God wants to do some transformative things in your life. But this crisis has really beat us up. The word this morning, the, the, the prayer room, they were all saying that there's someone with despair. And that despair, that kills our confidence that God might be able to transform our lives. It makes the focus more on us than on the power of the Holy Spirit. We we, we lose confidence that God can, can give us a potential that we have no idea could happen. God wants to do this. There's disappointment and you're not alone. Don't be afraid to put two or one. As a church body, I know we're separated, but this is a time for you to be lifted up to virtually grab arms and say, you're not alone. Some of us are going to be up and some of us are going to be down. And that's okay. This is the time where we get to share our burdens and we get to look in each other's eyes over Zoom or whatever and say, God has potential in you that you don't know about. And he wants you to experience it today. Thank you guys so much for being vulnerable today. Jesus invites us to expect spiritual things in the physical things and physical things in the spiritual things. But in order to do that, we have to engage. And I I want to invite us to five ways that you can engage so that we can become whole, even in this crisis, and see God do amazing things to see the potential and hope that God has in us. You see, God knows about your life. He knows that you're weak and frail. He knows what your strengths are. He knows what your weaknesses are. But when you're filled with power, man, you have no idea what could happen. And all that begins with prayer. So here's five things in order to participate in the life that God has for you where we least expect life. Number one is bless. It's time to ask God for how you could bless three people in your life. Just begin to pray. Who are three people that you could bless? And make sure that one of them is not in the church. It's so often that as we get into a church community, we feel all these nice and cozy things around people. We feel safe with them about God. It's time to think about one person who's not in the church, who's not spiritual like you are, and think about how you can bless them. And, and it's not just thinking on your own grit and bear it. It's God, who do you want me to bless? And begin praying for those three people. That's number one. Number two, eat. I know that sounds weird. But I'm, I'm seeing some great Zoom dinner table things going on. Where people are at their dinner tables over Zoom. And we can be creative with this church. We can do it. Ask God to reveal three people who you would love to have dinner with. And at least one that's not a part of the church. And if you don't want to do it over Zoom, just start planning. Just start, God, who do you want me to have a meal with? Now, we've already heard what Jesus has done with his disciples say, hey, we need to talk. Do you have anything to eat? What happens in those moments is that the thing is not the thing. Meals create space for God to speak, for human interaction, for life to happen. And if we're praying about those moments, then Jesus shows up and surprises us with peace and hope and power. If you're wanting life to happen beyond your own life, begin praying about three people that you'd love to have dinner with. And at least one that's not in the church. And then listen. Number three is listen. Ask God to speak to you. And take time to actively listen to the Holy Spirit. We listen in so many ways to social media and the news. And we distract ourselves. That's fine. But wake up. Wake up if you can. In the morning. And listen. Let the first voice you hear in your day be from the Lord. And we do that through reading the scripture, but sometimes we just need to sit and go, God, would you speak to me? Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Number four is study. If you want life beyond life, if you want to see power, if you want to see that life from heaven come together with what God's doing in your life, study. Ask God to spend time with him. Pray. Say, God, how do you want to spend time with me learning more about you? What scripture do you want me to, to, to bring to me? And then remember, and you could do this at the end of the day maybe, ask God to remind you of all the ways that he's used you to reveal his kingdom to others. Now, I know in small group, I get so much life from people just by them talking about what Jesus is doing. And I encourage you, this is the day to get into a small group, to be a part of blessing one another. And even if you're not, there's, God is using you every day to bless others. Take time to remember All right, so Facebook, I'm I'm going to you again. Uh, For those of you who are on there, I've got a question for you. How do you think you can respond this week? What's one thing out of all these five, what's one that you feel like you could do this week? Just start writing it there in the feed. As you guys are writing, I'm just so encouraged. Begin to write down, what's one thing out of the five? Bless, eat, listen, study, remember. What's one of those five things that you feel like you can engage with this week? Just start putting that up on the feed. You see, you were meant to be released into this world with power. By participating in these five things, it's a risk. God, would you bring your power? Would your power from heaven come? Your Holy Spirit come? Would you empower my humanity? Would we become a dynamic duo of engagement in the world there's so much more. You are meant to be released into this world with power. Love. People are saying study. What else? I want some more here. Bless, eat, think about somebody who's from outside the church to bless them, to listen to God. Blessing three people. I love you. Thank you guys so much for taking a risk in these things. It's awesome. I want to remind you again of the prophetic words that were read before for people who feel hopeless. Jesus wants to fill your heart with praise. There's a person who feels heavier, a heaviness of despair. Jesus wants you to join him in breaking through that and praising his name. You're finding it difficult to connect with people through technology. Jesus is encouraging you to connect with his presence first. Someone who is beginning to realize that God is a real presence this is a time to come to the prayer rooms that we have set up. And, and so you, you guys that have those Zoom rooms set up, would you put that link on the feed as well? This is a time to engage and get some prayer, especially if faith is new to you. I know that so many of you, maybe you've been raised with faith or, or, or maybe you're far away from Christianity and far away from Jesus Maybe you had a faith, but it's maybe a six-year-old faith or a 12-year-old faith that's not handling your adult life. God wants to empower you. And so I want to invite you to prayer this morning with me. It's a simple prayer of just welcoming Jesus into all of life. I just want to wait for a second. I feel like God wants to say something. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Let's all all just listen for just a moment. He loves you so much. He loves you so, so much. And so desperately wants to be in relationship with you. There's so much potential in your life. He wants to give you so much power. God, we pray that you would break through the despair this morning as we welcome you into all of life. Would you all pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things that I've done wrong in my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you for offering me forgiveness. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. I want to follow you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Don't leave this chat. Don't leave the screen without telling somebody that you've prayed that prayer. Because we don't want you to be alone in this. This journey is not a a canoe ride alone across the Atlantic. This is a cruise boat where we all get to be together, enjoying the power of Jesus, lifting one another up, and going together. Please join that Zoom prayer room that you see on the feed. Please engage, take a risk, get some prayer this morning. And as you do, I want to bless you in Jesus' name. Would you receive this blessing? I bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that you would go out expecting power from heaven to make your life a dynamic force in this world, in the most natural and human things, that you would expect that no matter where you're coming from, that God would empower you to amazing life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit Join a small group, get engaged. Go to smallgroup.missionvineyard.org. If you're not connected, we wanna connect with you. We wanna send you a Starbucks card. Go to nextsteps.missionvineyard.org. Let us know just a little bit of information while we're disconnected. We're gonna send you a Starbucks card. You can use it in the drive-through, get in there. There's so many ways you can connect in serving one another, care.missionvineyard.org. Sign up to connect, deliver food, make a mask. There's all kinds of things we can do in this season. It's time to mobilize. God wants you to be powerful in this world, but only by his Holy Spirit. Don't do it alone. Have a great week.